Hello and welcome to another exciting podcast with Avena Originals. Avena is a company that's teaching people to claim their health using fundamental principles of empowering the body to heal itself by eliminating toxins and enhancing nutrition. Tonight my topic is going to be about parasites. It's a topic that a lot of us don't want to talk about very often. It's definitely a topic we don't want to hear about very often. The idea of parasites, these foreign organisms living inside of our bodies, isn't a pleasant thought. It quickly can gross a person out. So tonight I thought I'd start off with telling my story. In about 2004 to 2005, I had started picking up a parasite, and I didn't know it. What had happened was I felt like I had rolled my ankle. My ankle was swollen, it was a little sore and stiff, and I thought it would get better, uh, just take it easy on it. After a couple of weeks, though, it wasn't getting better, it was getting worse. And it continued to get worse until I could barely put any weight on that ankle at all. A lot more inflammation was forming, and it worried me, as I'm sure it would worry any of us. Uh, normally injuries improve. I thought maybe I just wasn't taking care of it properly. I wasn't bandaging it, and I was probably putting too much pressure on it. So I decided I would really try to relax and rest that ankle and see if it would improve. What started to happen was it started to transition up into my knee. Now I was getting pain up in my right knee and in my right ankle. And now I was in the arches of my feet and my toes. So somebody had suggested gout that it could be this buildup of uric acid in my bloodstream that was causing this inflammation. So right away I did what I would do as a Navina representative, as a believer in enzymes and probiotics. I started on an alkalizing chlorophyll-rich juice cleanse. I started taking hundreds of enzymes a day and very high levels of probiotics. Knowing that this makes a huge difference in allowing the body to naturally break down that uric acid and by doing so, I should see those symptoms of gout start improving. Nothing happened. In fact, it actually started to get worse. It had now traveled to my left leg. It was affecting my left knee and my left foot, my left arches and my left toes. It was now to the point where I couldn't put any weight or pressure on my feet. And I mean this literally. I would get out of bed in the morning and I would have to crawl to the bathroom, and I would be almost completely immobile for the first half of the day. It's a scary position to be in. You know, I'm losing my mobility. I'm losing my ability to walk or to function. By the last half of the day, I could start putting some weight on my feet. I could start putting some pressure on it. And by this point, you bet I've gone to the medical system. I did a full panel of blood work. We did stool samples. We did saliva, urine, you name it try to figure out what was going on. Everything came back clean. You're perfectly healthy, they said. There's nothing wrong with you. Other, of course, that I couldn't even walk. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with me, which is frustrating. I'm, I know many people, and probably some of the people listening to this call have been in that situation where there's something obviously wrong, but no medical tests and no medical diagnostics can find anything. And so they tell you that there's nothing wrong. Well, there's obviously something wrong. I understand that you don't know what it is. It's frustrating to be told that there is nothing wrong, that maybe it's all in my head. And so I continue to suffer and I continue to get worse and worse and worse. And I'm thinking to myself, right, it doesn't take much longer till I'm going to be in a full-time wheelchair. 
I'm already walking around with like assistance or a walker and I'm just like weeks away from being in a full-time wheelchair. And so the medical system finally came back and said it must be rheumatoid arthritis, right? Inflammation in my joints and my knees and my feet. And it's an autoimmune disorder where my body's attacking its own joints. And you know, we can give you some immune suppressants and we can give you the different medications that should help with the inflammation and the pain. Being in this industry for 20 years, I did not buy into that diagnosis. I determined that, you know, I was going to find an answer and I came to a quick realization the medical system, as it stood at that point, wasn't probably going to be where I found my answers. And it was, I don't remember exactly how long it was, probably a week or two, and I was on the phone with one of the mentors that I really looked up to and learned a lot of nutritional information from. And I was kind of walking through what had happened and what was going on. And he kind of interrupted me and said, I think you have a parasite. And my response was, well, we did full blood works, stool samples, everything. They all came back clean for parasites. He says, well, I still think you have a parasite. And he also went on to tell me and educate me on how, how poorly the medical system's ability to diagnose or to detect parasites properly is. I started to make a little bit of sense. What he started talking about and caused him to interrupt me was the idea that it was worse first thing in the morning and it got better during the day. Most inflammatory problems, inflammatory issues, especially in your legs, come from use. So the more I walk on it, the more inflamed it would be and that I would need to rest. And while I rested and slept at night, the majority of the recovery would happen and they would be better in the morning than in the evening. The fact that they were worse in the morning and better in the evening suggested parasites. And this is what he told me. He said, parasites are active while we sleep and dormant while we're awake. It would make sense that while we sleep, the inflammation's at its greatest because of the movement and the activity of these parasites. And it also helps suggest on why my stool samples, blood tests, urine tests were all clean for parasites because they're quite dormant while I was awake. And I started to think, well, the only way to get a positive stool sample for this type of parasite was probably to do it while I was sleeping. And I can imagine the difficulty of them getting a stool sample while I was asleep. And so I said, what do I have to lose? I'm suffering every day. And all my past history of knowledge of cancers and lupuses and arthritis and all these different problems I've been helping people heal themselves with, and I couldn't make any progress with what I was struggling with. What do I have to lose? Really nothing. It was continue to live this way or try something. And so I started doing what I wouldn't recommend anybody do. I went a very overboard aggressive you know, a typical parasite cleanse calls for, I think, four to six capsules per day. My first day, I think I took close to 75 capsules. Yes, 75 capsules. I was prepared to camp out in the bathroom for the next two or three days if it was going to offer me any kind of relief. I started taking oil of oreganos and black walnuts and any kind of parasitic foods. I would make the lemon ginger blast green juice and add like a whole bulb of garlic juice into it. So much so that it would almost force me to lie down after consuming it. It was that intense. Within three days, 75 to 80% of my pain was gone. And I knew right then and there that this was parasitic. I'll spare you some of the gory details, but I could physically see parasite aftermath on my tissues, on my skin, in my eliminations, looking in the toilet bowl before I flushed. You'd be able to see things that I never expected to see and I never want to see again. 
And so I continued to go really strong and really aggressive on this parasite cleanse for probably the first two weeks. And after five days, all my pain was gone. I was walking as if nothing had happened. I was up first thing in the morning. I was to work on time. You know, I was playing and I was biking, going for hikes. Everything was back to normal. I was just so ecstatic. I had found the answer and it was it was parasite. The frustrating part, I guess, was that I suffered for so long having the solution so close and just not ever considering it because of what the medical system had told me. Because all these tests came back clean that I thought that there was no way I had parasites. What I started to learn, I learned really quickly, was a parasite life cycles about 90 days. And I've heard this before, even before I started, that you know, if you're doing a parasite cleanse, it's really important you do it for 90 days. The problem I experienced was when I'm feeling so fantastic, I all of a sudden lost the motivation to be so focused and diligent with the 90 days. And I started to get lazy. And I started to skip days and I started to reduce dosages and stopped buying the product because I was feeling so good and money was tight. After about two weeks of almost completely stopping the program because I felt so good, I started to feel a little bit of that tingling appear in my ankle. And the next day it started to feel like I rolled that ankle again. And right away I knew that I was not clear, that I had gained a bunch of ground, but I was not free and clear at this point, and that I needed to get back on it. And so started another 90 days faithfully moving forward on sticking to a set program. And I followed it through for 90 days, and I've never had a recurring symptom of those parasites ever come back. Now, I never got a fully medical diagnosis of what parasite it was, but from what I know happened before and what I went through, the symptoms that I had, I am very confident that I believe it was trichnosis, which is a pork-based parasite. Knowing that it was trichnosis or having a really keen idea that it was trichnosis allowed me to make sure that it never happened again, I guess. So since then, I've really taken a keen interest into parasites. I've read a lot of books. I've got firsthand knowledge on it. I've read a lot of studies and medical books, medical doctors. And one of the key things that I want to share with you guys tonight is a parasite's ability to mimic disease. You know, in my case, the story I just shared with you, it was mimicking what the medical system felt was rheumatoid arthritis. I'm aware that parasites can also mimic diseases like uh, high blood pressure, arthritis, tumors, gross, cysts, intestinal disturbances like inflammatory bowel diseases like IBS, Crohn's, colitis. There is a huge list of symptoms that can be parasitic-related and are often misdiagnosed. And I believe they're often misdiagnosed because of how difficult parasites are to properly detect. It's not easy to find positive parasites in people's stools, saliva, blood work, or tissue samples. And because of that, a lot of the doctors or a lot of the therapists and people out there don't see or don't recognize how prevalent parasites might actually be. It's important for us as guardians of our own health to pay attention and to watch what we're eating and watch our symptoms and consider the possibility that maybe some of these symptoms and difficulties that we're having with our health aren't based on toxicities or aren't based necessarily on bad choices. They may be based on parasitics. So a good couple of guidelines, I guess, that I always look for when I'm talking to people about parasites is, is it defying all common logic? Does it not make any sense? Is this disease or group of symptoms that you have completely 
completely different from anything else that I've ever seen before? And is it behaving in ways that it's not expected to? That may be parasitic. Is it worse first thing in the morning and better during the day? Because that might be parasitic. And it might not be that your entire problem is parasitic. It might be that the parasites are aggravating a condition or a situation. You know, I read an interesting report that talked about how less than 4% of the people in hospitals are ever experienced parasites that are affecting their health. But if 97% of the tests aren't being conducive and aren't properly diagnosing parasites, that number can be hugely skewed. If you're having soft bowel movements or diarrhea or constipation constantly, it might be parasitic. What do we look for? How do we know if we're at risk of parasites? Because we come down to the answer here that it's probably not likely that you're going to get a confirmative test by a medical system that's going to confirm you have parasites. It's probably a good idea that we have a proactive approach of dealing with parasites. And that's what my family has done is once a year, or once every other year, we do a 90-day parasite cleanse as a family. And that's proactively prepared to stop parasites from taking over our health or growing to a point where they have a negative issue on our health. Because I can't tell you that I go through every day without coming in contact with a parasite. The facts, and according to statistics, is likely that each one of us have some sort of parasite in our body. They're just not having a major negative effect on our health. I know we don't like to think about these foreign organisms, these little tiny trespassers running around our intestinal system and feasting on an endless smorgasbord of our food. But it is very true. If it grosses you out, back in the 60s, they used to intentionally provide tapeworms as a form of weight loss. You know, you'd go in and they would give you these pills, which were tapeworm larvae. They would grow in your intestinal system and start eating all your food, which would allow you to lose weight. And then when you'd lost enough weight, they told you to come back in and they would kill off that parasite. That sounds absolutely ridiculous. And it would be completely immoral to do that today. But that was a common practice and it was considered safe and normal, right? Just using these organisms to help achieve a process. So let's run through some of the ideas here of, well, that's our ideas. Let's run through some of the situations that might make you more susceptible or more likely to be dealing with parasites. First of all, do you travel a lot? And do you travel to less developed countries? If so, you're more likely to obtain a parasite on your travels than those that live locally and don't travel. You may want to consider doing a parasite cleanse once every year. Do you work in the agriculture industry with livestock? Do you raise pigs, cows, chickens, turkeys, any of those sorts? You're at a very high risk of parasitic infections. And that I think it would be very important for you and your family to be doing a parasite cleanse every year, if not twice a year. What about us with household pets, right? small dogs, cats, you name it, right? All our household pets uh, that are outside, inside, right? They sleep in beds with us. They cuddle with us on the couches. They're licking and touching everything in our house. We are more likely to have parasites or come across parasites than the families that don't have pets. And I love my little dog. And I wouldn't get rid of him just for the, reducing the risk of parasitics. I would just be more proactive at reducing my likelihood of parasites affecting my health by doing a parasite cleanse every year. So now that we've talked about the likelihood of you getting parasites, you've heard my story and when I went through parasites. It's not just my story, but I have a story with my youngest son to share as well. Uh, my youngest son, when he was three to four years old, I used to 
start a week having these night terrors. And I heard from one of my friends that it might be parasitic related. I thought, well, man, that seems really unlikely, but so did my scenario and maybe we would try. And so I did something just as an experiment with the families. I went and got some black walnut drops and I put some in orange juice before he went to bed to see. And after two or three days of doing it every night, the night tremor stopped. And then we forgot about it. And we stopped doing the black walnut in his water or juice right before bed. And the night tremor started to come back. And so we introduced the black walnut again, and the night tremor stopped. I have no scientific proof that it was parasites, other than when I provided him with an antiparasitic herb like black walnut, his night tremor stopped. And when we stopped giving him the black walnut, they returned and then disappeared again once introducing that black walnut again. And so it just reconfirms in my mind how important it is for my family to be proactive against parasites. For anybody that hasn't, this month uh, in our summer newsletter from Ravina's News and Views was featured all about parasites. There's some great articles in there. There's even a test you can do, like a quiz, to determine the likelihood of you having parasites. It talks about different types of parasites, where they live, where they harvest, and how they interact in your body. And they also talk about a list of diseases that are commonly mistaken for parasites. I watched this YouTube video that was quite disturbing where they removed this tumor's growth out of this person, believing that it was like a cancerous tumor. But upon removing the tumor, they opened it up to find that it was just a nest of worms. Sorry if that grosses you out. But it was alarming to me because I've heard about this. I've heard that you know, tumors can be mistaken for parasites, but to watch a graphic video on YouTube about it was an entirely different reality. Sorry if I sidetracked there a little bit. That just came to mind. I want to now step into some suggestions on how do you how do you do this parasitic cleanse and how do you do it effectively and how do you do it properly? First things we need to concentrate on are some of the dietary changes. During a parasite cleanse, I would highly recommend that people remove any commercial dairy and any breads or wheat products from their diet for the 90 days. And that can be difficult because a lot of us live on those two things. We really need to change the environment in our intestinal systems for the better, and those two are really difficult for your intestinal system to work with. So the whole program works a lot better with those dietary changes in place. Instead of doing your dairy, do your nut milks, like almond milk or coconut milk are my personal favorites. You can make cashew cheeses or pine nut cheeses instead of using cheese. You have a whole host of alternatives. On our website, you'll see a recipe for an onion bread that's one of my favorite replacements for wheat breads. It's like a soft flatbread that can be used for sandwiches, for wraps, for any kind of replacement. We wanted to definitely increase our water intake during this detoxification and cleansing process. We, it's important to remove any kind of processed or added sugars. Not horrible to have fruit sugars and natural occurring sugars, but you definitely have to remove any kind of icing sugar, brown sugar, white sugar, any of those sugars. And I'd also highly recommend while you're doing this to avoid these synthetic sugars like the aspartanes and sorbitols and mitols and xylitol. If you need something to sweeten with, use a honey or a stevia. Third thing you want to do is really bring in the parasite-fighting foods things like cloves, onions, oregano, garlic, ginger, and any of your hot spicy peppers, serranos, chilies, jalapenos, habaneros, 
these high spice type foods drive parasites absolutely crazy. They want nothing to do with those type of spicy foods and they'll actually run from your system. Focus on green alkalizing foods, right? These parasites thrive in acid environments. And so when you stop eating acid forming foods and you really focus on alkalizing foods, you basically are cutting the food supply off of these parasites. Worst thing you can do is eat the opposite of what we're talking about and be feeding these parasites a beautiful smorgasbord every day while you're asking them to leave. It's probably not going to happen. Now getting into non-lifestyle products, what I used and what I feel strongly that it's the right answer and the best answer that I've worked with is a Venus Parasite Cleanse. It's a single product you can focus on called Para-Ease which should could be combined at the same time with a product called Herb Cocktail. They really work hand-in-hand hand and together to eliminate the parasite, trap them in this gel, and pull them out of your system. Now, how most parasite cleanses are effective is they create environments where parasites can't thrive. And not just thrive, they can't stand to survive in that environment. And so you're flushing them out of your system. And that's why I saw what I saw in my toilet bowl. Now, Vina's gone a step further and said, the Para-Eason Herb Cocktail is great. We've actually designed a parasite cleanse program that provides enzymes and probiotics, which are two, two additional fantastic tools that you can incorporate into this cleanse that is going to greatly improve your success rate and your chance of completely eliminating them in one go. If you're suffering with constant parasites or you think that it's likely that some of the symptoms you're experiencing today may be caused by parasites after listening to this call, I would highly encourage you guys to try this parasite cleanse. You could be in the same scenario that I am and be suffering without realizing that it's parasites and yet have a solution so close to you that you're just refusing to acknowledge or to try. So if you were to interested in Avena's parasite cleanse, it's on sale right now on our website under Avena Parasite Cleanse. It's a package of four products that comes with a brochure that talks about food suggestions, uh, recipes that we suggest, things to avoid, and ways to make your parasite cleanse as effective and as possible. Also, our, with the Parasite Cleanse program, you have connections to discussing your problems or what you're going through with support from the Avena staff members. You can call us and we can help you along the process, uh, offer suggestions and tips to maximize your success. This is available online at www.avenaoriginals.com. You can just search Parasite or Parasite Cleanse in the top if you'd like to. We have two programs. We have a 30-day program and a 90-day program. We offer the 30 days for those that want to try it and see if there's any changes in their health within the first 30 days. If you do start taking a Parasite program and you see any change, for the better or for the worse, it's likely you have parasites. If you take a Parasite program for 30 days and you don't notice any changes, better or worse, you're probably pretty good and you probably don't need to continue for the 90 days. But sometimes people start a parasite cleanse and they get all kinds of gas or cramping or loose stools or headaches, along with a whole host of other problems. That's a sign that you have parasites and you're kind of kicking the hornet's nest and you're stirring up trouble and that you need to go through this for 90 days. Or if any of your symptoms start improving for no other reason than just starting a parasite cleanse program, it is highly likely that parasites are involved and that you should go through a full 90-day program. For those that want to do a 90-day program preventively, it is a better deal to buy the 90-day program right up front 
but for those that want to basically try it first and see before they invest in the 90 days, that's why we have the 30-day option available. It's important that we are eliminating during a parasite cleanse. So be looking for that three to four bowel movements every day that you're doing a parasite cleanse. If you're not having that, add more herb cocktail, eat more fiber foods, drink more water, introduce you know, chia seed puddings or any options that you have to increase that elimination. We do not want to be in the position we are flushing our intestinal, flushing parasites into our intestinal system and not eliminating them. So it's really important that we focus on and watch for healthy bowel eliminations every day. I want to thank everybody for being on part of the call today. Hopefully we learned some important information about parasites. Uh, you got to listen to my story if you haven't heard this before. If you want to share this story with your friends and family members that you think might be affected by parasites, by all means. These podcasts are available for free on our website at venaoriginals.com. That's www.avenaoriginals.com. Under the heading Embrace a Healthy Lifestyle, and then there's a podcast section. I also have this testimony of mine written out in the blog section. You can just, just search for Parasites or under Cameron with the K. And I'm sure you'll be able to find it, and you can send a link off to friends and family members about it. Uh, we also hold weekly and monthly webinars, as well as in-person live seminars in certain areas. You can find more information about that on avianoriginals.com's event calendar. That's everything I have for you tonight on parasites. It's a heavy topic, and we could probably talk for hours on this but we try to limit our podcast to around 30 minutes for your convenience. So thank you for joining the call. Hope to talk to you next time on a Venus podcast. Thank you.